Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Welcome to Sunday morning. Welcome to another day. Final day of your weekend, so you've got to make the most of it. That's why people up at this time in the morning are more educated and more informed than anybody else. The mummy in the paper today, you always get one, don't you? This is a 20-year-old, thinks she knows everything. I fell in love with a prisoner in America, and it turns out he's got a wife. I mean, you look at the picture of this sad person, you think, and I've been sending him money. He's a prisoner. What are you sending him money for? Ridiculous woman. Ridiculous. Uh, Katie Price. I mean, I can't believe this headline. I love cocaine. I hope you're joking, dear. I really do. Uh, Also, Katie Price's ex, the ginger one, he said, uh, I've had enough. She cheated on... Well, you sound surprised, dear. You sound surprised. You can't be that thick, surely. Lee Ryan cuddles up to his dance squeeze. My advice to you is watch him like a hawk. He's uh, he's a bit of a strange one. Let's just put it that way, shall we? And Michael Palin as well. Fears for his new show. He filmed in North Korea. I'd quite like to film. I tell you, I talked to him on Friday. Simon Reeve. The explore. What a nice man. What a nice man. In fact, last week we had nothing but lovely guests. I mean, every week we have lovely guests. But last week, because we had five days of it, it was, it was fantastic. I mean, really good. So Michael Caine, coming up this week. I only told you to blow the bloody doors off. And of course, as the producer pointed out to me, young Nick, he said, of course, you could remind him that no matter how many good jobs he does, he'll always be remembered for The Muppets Christmas Carol, which I thought was a great film. I thought that was really, really good film. Uh, Ariana Grande has blocked the trolls over the death of her boyfriend. Let me just point out to those stupid people who've been sending her all these uh, things. He was doing drugs long before he met her, Okay, It was only a matter of time before he killed himself. Uh, Madeline. Yes, Madeline McCann. The police have gone back to Portugal. It's been quite a while since we've heard anything. I suppose they... I mean, they must have run out of money, haven't they? Or are we going to be pumping more money into it? Eugenie's wedding, or Eugenie, or Eugenie... Uh, Eugenie, uh, wedding could be bigger than Meghan's. Oh dear, the insecurity of the Prince Andrew side of the family, not so good. And Elton's Christmas gift from John Lewis, he's going to be starring in their advert, which is fantastic, isn't it, really? Because we've already got one long advert for them on the television at the moment, which is the uh, the Queen, Is This the Real Life, which must have cost them an arm and a leg to film. And just because they've changed the name and added the word partners on the end of it. Uh, and now they've got their Christmas advert, and every year it becomes a bit of a competition. You know, if I was a partner, I'd be going, excuse me, can we spend less money on an advert and more money on making the staff get paid better? Uh, plus, what was the other one? Oh, yes, Barista Bandits. Apparently beans get cheaper, but coffee goes up in price. It's very expensive. When you think about it, what you're paying for is a cup of frothy milk. The actual coffee side of it is cheap as chips. Uh, the Oktoberfest backlash. If you've never been to the Oktoberfest, it's a place where lots of men go and they drink beer and the girls sort of stagger around the tables holding lots of steins and it's all very exciting. Well, their, their new outfits this year mean that their boobs take over where, where the steins left off. So that's quite nice if you like that kind of thing. Um, and Stephen Hendry, his ex-wife, has accused him of cheating on her with a girl half his age and they've spent all her money. So she's not very pleased about that one at all. Uh, what else? Apparently, well, one day Steve, Ben, thinks I'm going to go to Bethnal Green Starbucks and, uh, and I'm going to have my favourite grande. Yes, grande cappuccino, extra, extra dry, extra shot is my preferred drink of, uh, of choice. <laughs> and uh, another one here. Oh, yes, Novichok. They think there's four more Russian suspects. 
And uh, Candice, God, you're turning out to be the bore of the century, aren't you? She wins Bake Off some time ago. I don't want to be in show business. Well, you can't shut her up. Every time she goes out, she's quite clearly revelling in the fact. It affects people different ways. She's obviously shallow. And so that's why she was out with her mother the other day. And uh, the trolls are still targeting Colleen. Although one, one columnist, who quite clearly is slightly biased... Uh, doesn't quite understand why they're doing it. I can tell you exactly why they're doing it, in the same way that 25,000, 26,000 people have called for Colleen to be fired and 11,000 officially complained to Ofcom. I mean, that's quite some numbers. And somebody goes, oh, she's been targeted by trolls. Of course, everybody's targeted by trolls. It's not just Colleen. It's not the entire world revolving around Colleen. She bullied. The whole panel bullied. The programme bullied you know, Kim, you know, Kim was bullied on that panel. She was giving as good as she got. And somebody said to me exactly the same the other day. The producer should have been fired. And I said, yep, absolutely. I mean, why the producer stood back, uh, you know, with her big fat mouth shut, not saying a word, whilst poor Colleen gives up Loose Women and gives up her tour. She cancels the tour all down to the producer who should have told them what what the, the parameters were on the interview. He obviously told Kim one thing. And he told Colleen another thing, because it all went pear-shaped from the moment Kim walked on. What are you going to say to me then, she said. And Colleen just stood there and stared at her, or sat there and stared at her. And I'm thinking, you know, somebody obviously thought this was going to be very funny to put Janet Street Porter in a judge's outfit. Well, it wasn't funny. It was neither funny nor interesting. It was very, very bad television. I hope to God we never have to see the like of it again, because it's effectively killed Colleen's career. Whereas, in fact, it should have killed the producers. Excuse me. Ah. I needed that cup of tea this morning. I decided that there's one thing, because I went down to uh, Essex yesterday to go and see the Godchildren. And for the first time in ages, we all had a, had a meal out lunchtime. And I'll tell you where we went, where I haven't been in oh, a long time, Pizza Express. I hadn't been to Pizza Express in ages. And the one in, in Epping was very good. It wasn't packed solid. It was, it was just right. We had a nice table. And, uh, and, and I had a sloppy Giuseppe. I didn't even know. I've, I think I might have had it once before with my friend Jordan. But anyway, I had a sloppy Giuseppe and I had it so it's thin. I, I don't like the thick crust pizza. I like a little thin thing. So we had that. And I had a drink because I'm not drinking alcohol in preparation for the cataracts, uh, trying to keep my sugar levels down. So I just had a watermelon and strawberry. God, it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. I had t- I had two. Please don't wave. Please don't wave. <laughs> just because... <laughs> Oh, do you know, I'm, I've decided, I went into a clothes shop yesterday in Epping High Street and I suddenly realised none of the clothes in there were ever going to fit me. You know, if I lost two stone, they were always going to be clothes for little thin people. I've suddenly realised you get to a certain, even my godson, he says his waist is 32 now. I can't believe it. I mean, he only, he's only 20, but he's thin. If you're thin, you can end up with sort of a thin body. But I've noticed a lot of people around here putting on a bit of weight. I don't want to mention any names or stuff like that. But uh, you have, you put on a bit of weight. Seriously, I've noticed these things. I can't help it. It's only because I'm sylph-like. Look at you all, honestly, sad there. I don't need to go. You're going to the gym. It's obviously closed when you're going there, isn't it? I can tell. Can't be open. Listen, you've got a little fat tummy going on. What's the matter with you? You're supposed to be fit and healthy. You know, it's people like me who sit down for a living and sort of spout nonsense that get fat. But I'm, I'm trying to be good. Although today I'm not doing the walk in Regent's Park because the friend that I go walking with, he's I need the sleep today. He's had one of those. Everybody's had one of those weeks, you know, where you sort of all of a sudden. I mean, last week I had an interview every day and it was lovely. You know, we met some really, really super people, which you'll be hearing. 
uh, over the next couple of weeks. And then next week, starting tomorrow, I've got more more guests, including Sir Michael Caine. So I'm very much looking forward to that. People keep saying to me, have you worked out the questions? I go, listen, I don't even think about it until the day I'm doing the interview. I can't I can't jump like that at all. I really can't. Was there something the matter with the um, the boys next door? All no. Was there something the matter with the in conversation yesterday? Was there something that went on with the in conversation? Did something happen to the in conversation yesterday? Somebody said the sound was a bit off. The sound was very on. What's that mean? What? There were some technical errors, which they were broadcast, I know, because I got no end of people writing to me. And I, of course, I'm not up. I wasn't up at that time. They may have been. How long for? You play, paid a few sweepers. How many times? Out of place as well. Sweepers and ads. Over, I know it was over Charlie Borman. Thank God you can hear it again this evening at nine o'clock on LBC. Because I'm on seven days a week. <laughs> yes, I wondered what it was, actually. It's almost like I'm getting the hang of radio. It's almost like I'm getting the hang of it, but I wouldn't like to sort of jump on the bandwagon and go, it's so easy, I don't need to think about anything ever, you know, ever again, because I do. I need to think about it all the time. It's like this morning, I looked... Sorry? You don't think... No, I can well imagine. I can well imagine. You don't, though, do you, really? You're not, you're not a sort of a thinking kind of a person. But that's why next week will be such a revelation for both of us. <laughs> Let alone what Stadlin's going to make of it. <laughs> no, I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Seriously. I have, I have high hopes and low expectations. <laughs> no, it'll be fine, honestly. I'm quite looking forward to next week. In fact, I'm very much looking forward to next week. I don't know why. There's no reason. But I went through the papers this morning and I was mortally disappointed. There were not enough, you know, sleazy stories for me to get my head around and go, oh, so-and-so's in the papers. Today. I mean, if the best we're going to get is Boris and a blonde... Because he's finished. But, the, but the, the relationship with his wife finished months ago. I don't want anybody to think it's only just happened. And because of this, it happened a long, long time ago. Colleen, the trolls have been out there for ages. So she's, I mean, to be honest with you, I've said before, I'll say it again. She should have gone to the police. Somebody starts issuing you with death threats and starts, you get them into court as far as, I'll name and shame them. I'll name and shame them. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Katie Price comes back and has a bit of a row with her, with Kieran. Because his current girlfriend apparently kisses their daughter. It's all very peculiar. And so she has a bit of a slanging match. But there again, you know, she sort of dumped the kids and went abroad to go and have a bit of fun. So, to be honest with you, I don't really have any more time for her. That's, uh, you know, it's a bit of a bad thing. And when she says she loves cocaine, I'm hoping she's joking. That would be extremely stupid. Because, you know, the fathers involved could actually go to court and go, listen, if she's, if she's enjoying doing drugs, we don't want her anywhere near the children. Uh, Madeline McCann. Do you know we've not heard anything from the Madeline McCann police or the family for ages, and so even the papers don't bother with the front page anymore. Uh, the police have gone back to Portugal. What for? I've got no idea. Don't tell me she's working, you know, in the hotel, because that would just be ludicrous. So what are they working on? Apparently it's another tip-off. Another tip-off. Uh, also, what was the other one? Uh, Michael Palin. He's filming in North Korea. I'd love to go to North Korea. I'd love to go to North Korea. Just out of curiosity, just to see what it's like. Is it as bad as they say? Because Kim Jong-un is apparently still standing by. He wants to get friendly with Donald Trump, who seems to be losing friends on a daily basis. And uh, Ariana Grande has blocked the troll. First of all, she gets groped by a priest at the uh, funeral of Aretha Franklin. And the next thing, you know, her boyfriend dies of a drugs thing and people start trolling her like it was her fault. Nothing to do with her at all. Absolutely nothing. And Peter Benson played, I think it was... Was it Bernie Scripps 
I think, in heartbeat. He's died aged 75. He was in casualty. He was in loads of things. Loads of things. Uh, also, the family where dad is set to become mum and mum is set to become dad. And there's a kiddie involved as well. But the choice, why do all these people, they just look... I don't know where... I don't know where... Yeah, I mean, I suppose they're not having a cat this year, so, so the kid will become the cat. Why is it that you say you get dad who wants to become mum and mum who wants to become dad? I mean, I, I can't quite get my head around it. Where do you meet people? Is that an advert in loot or something like that? You know, man wants to be woman, seeks woman wanting to be man. And then there's a kiddie invite. Isn't this confusing for children? But they're also, they've got big piercings. You know where people have their, their ear done and then the lobe is opened up and they put like a ring in it? Well, one of them's got that. And I remember looking at it thinking, there's always something odd. When you start disfiguring your body and putting, you know, nipple clamps on and nipple rings and, and bits of chain between here and then you can have a, a, a Prince Albert and stuff. And I mean, even then, you can't imagine what sort of people do Prince Alberts and stuff like that. And then people... Ha- well, I mean, have you ever seen one? You... You're aware of such procedure. I mean, why would you want one? I don't quite understand why you'd want something like that. What is the urge inside people that means you want a piercing there? It's not normal, is it? I watched that programme the other week, which is where people stand in a tube with no clothes on, and then the tube rises up, and they, they go along... <laughs> Have you seen that? The Love's Underground rise. No, no, no. It's this programme, and, and there's people showing their bits off on television. And out of a morbid curiosity, because I don't see many bits at my time of life, I sort of sit there and watch it. And then they sort of go, oh, this is a nice one. And this I'm <laughs> thinking, have we gone mad in this country? The answer is, yes, we've gone, we've gone completely mad. Alan Sugar's going to have Botox at 71, which is uh, something I've always wanted done. And then I thought, just supposing it goes wrong. Just supposing it goes wrong. So uh, definitely not. And somebody called Danny Ings. Ditched his model girlfriend. When I say model girlfriend, she's one of those glamour models, which which isn't really like being a model, is it? That's not proper modelling. Modelling is what Kate Moss does. Glamour models are people who aren't attractive enough to be models, but they'll get their boobs out. You know, which is always, you know, that's that's the thing. You won't find Kate Moss unless she's on holiday or something getting her boobs out. She's not going to walk down a catwalk with her boobs out. But luckily, Danny Ng's model girlfriend does do that kind of modelling. In fact, most of Love Island is that kind of modelling. They all go, oh, no, 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 my body is my temple and all the rest of it. Yeah, as long as... She... What? Oh, are you rehearsing, are you, for next week? It's going to go so pear-shaped, isn't it? But never mind, at least we'll make the effort. So it's 18 minutes past five. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, morning. Nice to be company. It's Steve Allen's uh, early breakfast. Billy says in her latest newspaper column, Lorraine Kelly writes, Pricey had a reputation as a shrewd businesswoman. I've not stopped laughing. I know, she was never a shrewd businesswoman. In fact, she was a total disaster. Never any good at anything. Couldn't ever make anything, design anything or write anything. It was all smoke and mirrors. And uh, are you a fan of uh, Bear crisps? I don't know what they are. I don't really do crisps. I'm not a crisp person, if that's what they are. I'm really not very good at that. A good choice with Pizza Express, says Rachel. Love the lasagna there. I thought that was. I thought what I had a sloppy Giuseppe was actually great, and also it was thin. I only do thin now. I've decided big, big, thick. As the producer will tell you, is really not for me. I like them thin, and uh, and he said, well, that's okay, that's okay, because the thick ones I don't go for them at all. And sometimes you get cheesy crusts, don't you? That sort of go round. Yeah, and I, I never liked that idea either. I was always I was always into thin. 
Seriously. And even though I know, and I'm hand on heart, I know that pizzas are bad for you. I know that they're very fattening. So I thought, if, if you flatten it out so it's fairly thin, you could just cut the pizza into quarters and just fold it up and eat it like that. It was delicious. Seriously, I don't think I've enjoyed a pizza so much. Mainly because I haven't had one for about a year. Which gives you a rough idea what my eating habits are like at the moment. Uh, Steve, my first breakfast of every day is your programme. Well, if you want to think of it like a programme, yes. Should we do the papers? Should we, should we go through and then we, we can annihilate everything? Because you're going to be reading about these later on today and you'll probably be talking about them as well. Everybody's going to be talking about Boris. Here he is, the old man and uh, the young uh, girl. She's Carrie. She's a PR. What is it with PRs all of a sudden? Have you noticed? They're all at it like rabbits. Seriously, you go, what do you do, darling? A PR, PR. You know, we had that girl who was on the television. What do you do, darling? PR. Everybody's a PR nowadays, and she's a former, uh, she's executive, uh, Carrie Simmons, the former Conservative Communications Director. She's certainly communicated with Boris. That's it. So uh, he announced on Friday that he and his wife, Marina, are divorcing, both 54. Uh, Carrie Simmons, it's her only claim to fame, isn't it? That's it now. It's fame. Read my book. So you want to be a celebrity, and I'll tell you, you're never going to make it by yourself. It's fame by association. Sleep with somebody famous, hang around with somebody famous, be photographed with somebody famous, and you'll end up becoming famous briefly. And so here she is. There's lots of sort of posy-posy, look-at-me kind of pictures, you know. I bet her parents are delighted. Absolutely delighted. Uh, also, Alan Sugar has had Botox. Well, no, he hasn't, but he's thinking of having it. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to say don't have it. Oh, here we go. Here we go. At the uh, Tory... Black and white ball in February. Here is, uh, here is Carrie. Ooh, and Boris smiling at him. Which is lovely, isn't it? He went to party for her 30th birthday and uh, bombarded her with playful texts. <laughs> what sort of playful texts? I mean, it's a bit sad, isn't it? She's 30, he's 54, but perhaps that's her, her claim to fame, isn't it, really? That's about as good as it's going to get. But Jane Moore says Boris has an inability to keep it in his trousers. I mean, I don't know. Perhaps his wallet, he's a very generous person. He likes to give. He's very much a giver, I think, when you actually look at him. So does that mean the end of the PM dream? It's amazing how many presenters sort of say, oh, you can't vote for Boris and all the rest of it. Well, luckily, as you well know, listening to this programme, we don't bother with politics at all. I really couldn't care less. I couldn't care less if he's prime minister or not prime minister. I just think it's a bit sad that an old man of 54 is tagged on with a girl of 30. You know, but I mean, but that's her business. They want to go go to get. I couldn't care less, seriously. But of course, they'll all be making a, a big, a big deal about it. And then there's a mum and her baby who survived death by inches when a train thundered over them after they fell on the tube line. Some bloke jumped down. She she got too near the edge of the platform and fell in. Well, of course, what you could do is you can lie down on the. I mean, to be honest with you, it's bloody dangerous. And they fell in the middle bit. There was some man who got there because you've got an electric line down there. There could have been a puff of smoke. She might have vanished before your very eyes. But uh, he sort of made them lie down and uh, the train passed over the top of them. I mean, God, that would have frightened the life out of me. Can you imagine if there was something sticking down from underneath the train? I mean, that would be absolutely dreadful. She was pushing a child in a buggy and she was apparently distracted by an electronic arrivals board and she got too close to the platform edge. That's why there's a yellow line there, dear. That's what it's there for. It's there to keep you away from the edge. Uh, here's uh, Cocaine Katie's rapping drug party video with two men. Perhaps she was just acting badly. It's a shame when you watch some poor old soul whose life has just ebbed away. And uh, meanwhile at home, the first school day without mum because mum's shoving Columbia up her nose. I mean, perhaps she just made this song up. Let's, let's, let's work on the assumption that it, it never happened and she just does this sort of tune. Went to the bars and I came across the bright... Louis on my left and Patrick on my right. 
In the bar, it was so bright they got shots in the air, shots on my phone, but I don't care because I love these guys. I don't know them for, rude word, they don't know me either. Gone back to the apartment, spilled their, I got the hoover out and cleared their, they poured me a drink and threw me a fag. They put me up and lined them, and so it goes on. I mean, it's the ramblings of a delusional has-been. It's very embarrassing, really. I feel sorry for the children. But as I say, not my children. Couldn't care less. Not up to us to worry about that. You know, if the various husbands, you know, the Peter Andres, the Kieran Haylers, decide to go to court, you know, and get the children taken away from her. Because, to be honest with you, you can't just dump the kids at home. That's exactly what she's doing, which is not so good. Uh, the footy ace, Danny Ings, has ditched his model girlfriend for a beauty who once dated Kem Ketine. No! Wow, that's really amazing. Girl dated, wow. The £20 million striker was with Georgia Gibbs for two years, but he's now fallen for Ruby Blake. Wow! Ruby Blake is fake. Completely fake. I mean, bad hair, bad makeup, you know, but luckily she's wearing, she's wearing a thing which shows all her bits off. So that's nice, isn't it? So she's a class act. But uh, anyway, so this, this other one used to date Kem Ketanay. Wow, that is just so cool. They must think we fell out of the sky, honestly. Oh, you dated Kem Ketanay. Lucky old you. What, you slept with somebody from Love Island. Oh, big deal, darling. Big deal. Here they are, the Strictly Come Dances uh, agony. Uh, people dancing with various people. As I say, the one you've got to watch is, uh, is, uh, is Ryan. I think you've definitely got to watch him. Lee Ryan. He's with Nadia. That was the one he wanted to dance with. He's obsessed with her. Well, as I say, we all know what his history is. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, her fiancé needs to get her away from him as quick as possible, get them kicked out. That'll make it easier. Uh, Vic Hope is with uh, Graziano De Prima. She loves him. He's really good looking. He's, he, he reminds me of me, actually. Very, very good looking person. Don't smile. It's not nice. It's unhealthy. Uh, Faye Tozer is dancing with Giovanni Panici. Susanna Constantine is dancing with Tony, Tony Beak. They did that on the television the other day. Poor old Ryland. He's not the brightest penny in the box. And so Pip Schofield said, oh, with, with Tony Beak. And he went, who's Tony Beak? He's not what Ryland's like, butch to the last. And so Pip Schofield said, that's Anton Debeck's real name. No, get away, he goes. Get away. Sounding slightly butcher than uh, um, um, Gemma Collins' friend in, in uh, What's It. Um, and uh, he didn't know that Tony Beaks is real. Mind you, if you call Tony Beak, you're going to change it, aren't you? What to? Anton Dubeck. Uh, Ranj Singh is with Jeanette Manrara. I don't know who's camper, her or him. A little bit difficult to tell. Uh, Ashley Roberts is with Pasha. Graham Swan is with uh, Oti Mabusi. Stacey Dooley with Kevin Clifton. Well, that should be OK. Susanna Constantine is the one with, with Tony Beak. Uh, Joe Sugg is with Diana. Uh, who's the other one? Kate Silverton with somebody. Uh, Charles Venn with Karen Clifton. Lee Ryan with Nadia. Sean Walsh with Katya. And uh, Lauren Stedman with AJ. Ooh. I hear bad things about certain people on that show, but it's not for me to spread tittle-tattle and gossip and stuff like that. And here she is, Mel B, a night of passion. With Zac Efron. Oh, wait a minute. She's flogging her book, isn't she? They always do this as though it sort of happened yesterday, but it turned out it was years ago. And uh, as I say, uh, she had a night of passion with him. And Mel, Mel thought Zac had an amazing body. But as I say, she's trying to flog a book here. So let's not bother, shall we? Let's, let's not worry about it. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. And, uh, and somebody says, what was the other one, actually? 
Oh, do you know there was a a, a job? Uh, it was a job advertised. What was it for? Oh, it was a, it's a shop down here, looking for somebody um, Italian. I thought I don't think you're allowed to put that, are you? Really, it should be open to everybody. Somebody who speaks Italian. What's the point of that? Eight four eight five zero stevedlbc.co.uk. Actually, Guido agrees with me totally about Katie Price because there's four pages of her and the Coke loving in the paper today. So here it is in a picture of her curled up on the floor in the apartment. Bit embarrassing, really, isn't it? But uh, Guido says that's the way she is. What can you do about it? Once a tramp, always a tramp. It's uh, what have we got? We got five thirty, and with the latest headlines this morning, it's Philip Krisikos. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be coming. Sunday morning. I know, I know. Goes by so quickly, doesn't it? So quickly. Uh, what else have we got in the papers for today? Uh, Terry's pot of gold. Plot of gold. Uh, this is uh, former England captain John Terry. For some reason, actually, I don't like John Terry. I can't put, quite put my finger on it, but you know what it's like. He's just one of those sort of people who's just irritating. Just irritating. It's like there's a new programme coming up on the television where they lock third-rate celebrities in a room or something, and they call it a television programme. So you've got the dreary Professor Green in there and Anthea Turner. And as far as I'm concerned, could we leave them in there forever? We don't need to bring them out. Make it marginally more entertaining. Uh, also, um, there's somebody else on the... Uh, there's, there's Nicki Minaj. She was on a telly programme the other day. She's never so rude. I was quite surprised. And somebody called Cardi B whose biggest hit was uh, Bodak Yellow, I Like It. She's worth 3.1 million. Nicki Minaj is worth 5.8 million. I don't, I'm not tempted by money, though. You know, even if the producer had loads of money, it still would not affect the way I think about him at all. Seriously. <laughs> not even 5.8 million. Uh, tyrant lookalike has bedded 100 women. Kim Jong-un. Oh, he's an impersonator. He's apparently bedded 100 women. His real name's Howard X. Oh, no, so he's called Howard X, but he appears as North Korea's rocket man at glittering events. I mean, he does look like him. He does look like him, and apparently that's the interest. Uh, also, Karen Brady talks about Kerry's turned her life around. Don't you believe it, Karen? Don't you believe it? It'll go back where it came from very, very shortly. Uh, also, the war veteran who single-handedly raised £1 million selling poppies has died aged 92. This is Norman Brown, the backbone of the Royal British Legion's poppy appeal in Hampshire for more than 20 years. That's good. At 92, what a lot of money to raise. I like it when things like that happen. And also, stop and searches in London are down by a quarter, despite promises to step them up by the Mayor Sadiq Khan. I don't think he's turning out to be much cop, actually, the Mayor. He hasn't managed to get rid of the, uh, the dangerous little... Um, rickshaw things all the way around town don't pay any tax you know don't pay any tax at all ridiculous uh 84850 steve at uk, and uh another one here steve we moved from dunstable to lincolnshire last wednesday the day before we moved i got caught short and against my better judgment I had to go into costa he himself had a latte and i had a fruit tea tea came in a glass mug thingy which was too hot to hold with one tea bag in a little jug of water costa said fruit tea two pound ten Yes, they're not uh, they're not cheap fruit teas. I don't know why they're actually so expensive. And uh, eight for eight five zero. Oh, Lee says uh, the producer of uh, of the loose women mess is sticking up. He's sticking up for Nolan big time. Well, he was the one who put her in that predicament. If if it's him, he put her in that that predicament. Should have resigned ages ago. Really, honestly, dreadful. Careful where you go walking today, Steve. We got the Tour of Britain bike race in London. We had it in Mansfield. The roads were closed, and for me, town was inaccessible. Yeah, I mean, um, it's just a pain. It really is, honestly. Why we have to put up with it? Well, you know, but people come to London to work. 
You know, there's loads in this building. They're all working. You know, our assistant producer earlier on, Thomas, he, he didn't know how he was going to get home, but I'm, I'm sure that somebody will offer him a bed for the night. And, uh, and then uh, you know, people worry about it. How are we going to get home? You know. <laughs> uh, 84850, uk. Thank you, incidentally, for the spike on a Sunday morning. I'd forgotten just how good it was. In fact, it's almost better on a Sunday morning than it is during the week, as if that were possible. But, uh, but it is. Thank you. Uh, Martin Lewis in the mirror tells you how you can get a loan for 0%. I know. All quite like that one. Uh, also, they've uh, they bought the uh, the ex-boyfriend of Katie Price. You know, she slept with somebody for a couple of weeks. And uh, she said, I sorted her life out. Well, you quite clearly didn't. <laughs> she's facing bankruptcy. The house is going to be taken away. She's got no money coming in. And if she's discovered cocaine, which I sincerely hope she hasn't, then uh, she won't have any money at all. It'll all, it'll all disappear up the old hooter. And she's got children to look after. Not so good. Boris and the Blonde. Uh, he's grown very close to it. Of course he has. Of course, yes. He must look in the mirror and go fat, bloated, you know, not liked by anybody. But he's managed to pull himself a blonde. But she is a PR. That's all I can tell you. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Every time I look at poor Helena Bonham Carter, I look at the clothes she wears and you have to laugh because she's she's what I would call eccentric. But uh, at the moment, she's very taken with Harry Treadaway. So uh, that's that's good. I don't know whether it's a relationship or whether it's, you know, just budding friendship. But I think she's as an actress. I think she's fabulous. Paul Simon has stopped writing music after wowing fans for 60 years. Ooh, that's very sad, isn't it? Very sad. He's 76. And I spoke to a friend of mine the other day and she went off. There were a few of them. Went to see Barry Manilow. Her name was Lola. She was a showgirl and said it was fantastic. Calabre. Calabre were there uh, doing their uh, their bit. She said it wasn't sold out. Which I thought was a bit dis. He's seventy-five, I think, Barry. But when you look at his uh, his uh, catalogue, you know, really amazing. He's got a fantastic back catalogue. And uh, I'd said the other day, I said I'd completely forgotten, completely forgotten, just how how good he is. And he really, you know, finished up with Copacabana, and every gets up and dances, and you know, really fantastic. I found my rice pudding the other day. Thank you very much indeed for everybody who wrote in and told me, and uh, and I've had a few of them, which is very nice. And uh, off to work at Paddington today with a handgun and a rifle. Fantastic. I love it, actually. <laughs> and uh, Liz Fraser says, Bob, such a nice lady. I know we were talking about her over the weekend because, uh, as I say, seven of us went out for lunch. And uh, we were talking about Liz Fraser because Chris had said, he said, we went to a house. I said, yeah, I took you to a house. And that was good. Uh, 84850, uk. There's not a day goes by where you don't talk about food. Yeah. What's your problem? We've got to eat, unless you've managed to work your way round it. Oh, I've managed to go through my life without eating. Everybody talks about food every day. Every single programme at some point will talk about food. You know, the other day I bought rice pudding, which I haven't had for years, and today I'm planning to make a real one in the oven with nutmeg. What for? Why don't you just buy the one that they've made in the shop, sprinkle some nutmeg on it and shove it under the grill? Same thing. Saves you all the effort, doesn't it? And the one in M&S is cream and milk and... Oh, delicious. Very, very nice. Very... Who did? Matt bought your cake. Oh, right. Oh, I like lemon drizzle. Was it... Yeah, but is it a posh lemon drizzle or was it cheap, cheapo, cheapo lemon drizzle? Did it come in a box? Oh, it's cheapo, cheapo lemon drizzle. No, you can only get... Uh, the, no, I'm sorry, excuse me. We have a man in Twickenham who's a master baker. I think that's what it says on his thing. But anyway, and, and he makes proper lemon drizzle and it comes in cellophane and you can see the crust of the lemon because you put sugar on the top, then you drizzle the lemon on top of that and it soaks in. And that, that's proper lemon drizzle. Was this a cheapo one he bought from a supermarket? 
From where? Otter Lane. Otter Lane. Lang what's that? I've never heard of that. Well, don't keep repeating it. I don't know what you're saying. It's a posh baker's, but it comes in a box. Nah, it'll be bought in. <laughs> it'll be made by sort of Matt's Matt's wife or something in the kitchen. You know, Lily's discovered the, the cooker, so she can she make a lemon drizzle. She wondered what that box was in the corner of the kitchen. She suddenly worked out it's an oven. If you turn that thing, it gets hot. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, quality better than quantity. Visit Starbucks for any tea, says Ben, who's really sort of pushing the boat on this one. <laughs> We're really pushing the boat. But no, you, if, the, the dark skin on the top is where it's burnt. You know, that's a rice, but you don't want it burnt. Definitely not. But I, I ate, t- sorry? Tanned. No, it's burnt. If it goes black, that's, yeah, but you know. But then you have to peel the skin back. It's horrible. I hate it. Do you like skin? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever done it with custard? <laughs> I hate it with custard. If it sat on the table too long, and then you go, oh, I don't... And you lift the skin up, and you sort of move it back. At, oh, God, no, it's horrible. And some people eat it. And I used to say, what are you eating the skin for? And they go, oh, I like the skin, actually. And uh, Katie Price, Steve, is off the rails. Well, I don't think she's a train. But you're quite right. She's got two kids with Peter Andre, and the other two uh, are with Kieran. So she's got four. And then there's Harvey, who's, uh, whose uh, father has just gone bankrupt. Marvellous, isn't it, really? Mind you, what with her going bankrupt and him going bankrupt? I mean, classic. Absolutely classic. Uh, 84850 uk. So we'll take more of your uh, texts and emails in a moment. Here's a picture of Kate Beckinsale. One minute going out with her photographer to take a picture of her wearing nothing. And now she's going to the gym uh, with her photographer. It's all staged pictures. It's all a bit tatty, really. A little bit tatty. Katie says she wanted to get married and have kids. I was even getting a ring made. Says, uh, he says, I stopped my life for her. You never had a life, dear. I mean, surely you can't be that thick, matey. This is Chris with a K. Uh, not even the proper butch spelling. It's real chav spelling. And apparently he got her back on track and then she found something. She suddenly realised she didn't have any money, mate. That's what it was all about. He said, I was going to get a ring made. I mean, you could just use a hula hoop, can't you? Same sort of thing. But uh, he says that she was in pieces. I put her back together. Now she does this. She's still in pieces. What are you on about? She's still in pieces. Here's little show-off Candice Brown. Putting a difficult few days because she's been trolled. You know, everybody's been trolled. I found one this morning, actually. I found one this morning, sort of, uh, a, sort of a trolley person. You just put block on it and they, they disappear. That's it. They haven't got any friends after that. They have to go and sort of open up something else. It's hilarious. And uh, somebody says, um, if you like lemon loaf cake, visit Starbucks. They do it. Don't, I've never had it. I don't, I'm not really a cake sort of, uh, not really a cake sort of person, actually. See, Phil Vickery loves the skin. Producer and I, we're not sure. He isn't sure about it, are you? in two words. If I actually present it to you now, you know, and you had to sort of lift the skin up. Oh, no. No. Makes me feel quite ill to think about it. How do you get pink custard, Phil? You know, at school we used to have chocolate custard, pink custard, and then yellow custard. Yellow custard, I understand. How do you do pink custard? Is there some... You just put a food colouring. Is it the same custard? Or is it or is it pink? Or I don't know. Producer, he's just worried about the skin side of it, aren't you? Brings back really unhappy memories. You know, dreadful, isn't it? You, you have it sitting on the table and somebody, ooh, no. Whew, not my sort of thing at all. Uh, red colouring. Is that it? Is that all it is? It's red colouring in, in yellow custard. Because I do like custard. And I have had tins of custard. You know, the one that goes, Devonosa, they make it so good. 
And that was sort of Devon custard. You'd open up the tin of it and you'd stick the spoon in I know people who eat cold baked beans. It's not normal, is it? So it's just red, red colouring that goes in there. All right. So like it's, because red colouring is cochineal, isn't it? Which is made from dead beetles. Did you not know that? Yeah, it's cochineal. It's, it's the red colour. When you buy the little food colourings, the blue, red, greens, all the rest of it, the red one is beetles that they crush up. And it's, it's cochineal. And, yeah. Did you not know that? You d- yeah. Another... Well, I'm assuming yellow must be saffron, mustn't it, or something like that? I don't know. And the blue one must be just waves or something like that. Waves. <laughs> waves. Waves. But no, definitely, apparently, it was now. Now it's a chemical, says Phil. Well, I'm not so keen now. Although, actually, most of the stuff that we're eating is chemicals, isn't it? I don't know how we're getting there, really, from one end to the other. You're up early this morning, Mr Vickery, which means it must be getting ready. You must be doing a, a roast today. I'm having a lazy day. I'm really having a lazy day. I can't, I can't think of a, a nicer thing than, to do than be totally lazy. Uh, somebody says... Uh, so, are you saying Kieran's got two children and Peter Andre's got two? Yeah, they're both looking after their own children. Can't trust her. And here's this woman in the paper. Chelsea Woodall, 20. She's cash. Well, she, she was cash rich, but she's not anymore. And uh, she fell for a prison pen pal. Uh, only to discover he was still married, had a girlfriend, and was stringing along at least two other online devotees. Well, it's because you're a sad nobody, dear. What is the matter with you? She became pen pals with her nine days after having her first child. And uh, he flattered her by writing, I can never get enough of you. I hope this letter puts a smile on your face. And that's it. So it, he's serving 12 years for uh, for maximum security and all the rest of it. And you look at this woman, and you think, who are these people who write to prisoners? People who write to murderers? People who write to people who commit those heinous acts? And then you, and we look at them and you think, you're 20. You're obviously not the brightest penny in the box. I just realised where Phil Vickery is up. Ah, because his Costa opens at 7 only 12 minutes to six. You're up a, bit, up a bit. Do you sit outside? I used to do that with pubs years and years ago. I used to sit outside pubs. And, uh, and I, I, I used to sort of sit there thinking, hope I don't look too keen. And all I wanted to do was have a Coca-Cola and play the fruit machine. Seriously. That's, that's all it was. Uh, a lot of people talk about Liz Fraser. Still can't believe she was uh, 88 and she died the other day. Really, really nice. Very nice. 88. My God, I tell you. She looked good for 88. She really Last time I saw her, I think, would have been at the Lady Rattlings. And, uh, and nice she was. Very nice. A bit like Bella Emberg. Obviously, two different people, but they were both lovely. Uh, somebody talking about Colleen. The abuse is awful, which is, you know, nothing really particularly clever nowadays. Everybody knows what abuse is. And, um, and then it was meant to be a reconciliation, she says, on Loose Women. Heartbreaking to see her troll trauma. Uh, was meant to be a reconciliation, turned nasty and ended with Kim storming off. She didn't storm off. Don't tell lies. She didn't storm off. Watch it. Try and get your facts right. Nothing worse than people who go shoddy journalism because everybody else has written she stormed off. She didn't. She stood up and she leant forward. She said, I'm sorry. And then she called her a tramp. Trash, I think. And then, you know, but admittedly, everybody said exactly the same. This is a very lame columnist here. Very lame columnist, you know. And so she's uh, taking a break from Loose Women. Uh, the solo tour has been cancelled. Well, I don't know why. What, why would you cancel the solo tour? What's that got to do with it? Nothing at all. But uh, anyway, she says, I'll miss Colleen dreadfully. <sighs> what for? What for? You need to watch it back again. You weren't on the panel that day. And, uh, and it was bullying by all of them. By all of them. They were ganging up on a 74-year-old woman 
You know, I'm quite sure we know where your loyalties lie, but to be honest with you... And I'm quite sure that Kim Woodburn isn't the nicest person in the world, but they should have known that. And in fact, as I say, go on to, go on to YouTube. Do yourself a favour. Check it out on YouTube. You can see what she's like. She argues with everybody. She came in to talk to me. You say something. If you get it wrong, she'll be down your throat. Very, very quickly. So uh, there you go. Oh, look, here's a picture of um, the TOWIE crew having a great time. Fern McCann says they should up their game. Yeah, this is the woman who got pregnant with the acid thrower. Class act. She's... Oh, I've got to take a break. Ten to six. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast on LBC. Sunday morning. This is where everybody comes out to play because, you know, you have the, uh, you have the choice on a Sunday of sort of getting up. If you've, uh, if you've had a late night, the one thing you won't want to do is get up early on a Sunday morning, sort of, oh, I'll just sort of stay here and drift off to sleep. But uh, thank you very much indeed, because the spike on a Sunday is, uh, is very impressive. Very, very impressive. Which is good news, actually. Which is very good news, because we're sort of the alternative, the alternative uh, radio. Uh, somebody says, custard pots with chocolate from Sainsbury's, gorgeous, one at a time. Uh, sorry, at any one time isn't enough, though, says Rachel. Oh, well, I had three uh, rice puddings the other day. Three rice puddings, which, which probably sounds a lot, but they're only small. So, that, you know, it wasn't exactly I was eating sort of a, a tub of this stuff. Uh, Adam Thomas, former I'm a Celebrity semi-finalist and ex-soap star, has a new career as an estate agent. Because he's got a, a portfolio of uh, properties, which is, which is what I say to everybody going into the business. And that's why you will watch 80% of those reality stars, uh, they'll be declaring bankruptcy. About a year from now, they'll start realising that the money they've earned, the tax man wants, uh, wants his share of. And if they don't cough up with it, they'll just go, oh, I'll just go bankrupt. You know, and now you've seen how it backfires against quite a few of them. You know, you're going to watch Ray, uh, Roxanne Pallet going bankrupt. I think you're going to see it with Katie Price because she can't sell anything. You know, she thinks that, you know, the pricey is always righty. But unfortunately, the pricey is always wrongy, especially in this particular case. Uh, back to school. And they've got some lovely stories for the cancer survivor kids. And, uh, and they've gone back to... I think kids like going to school. When you're little, going to school is actually quite cute. So they've had lots of pictures of, um, of famous people uh, and their little siblings, and they've done it. So, of course, everybody there going off to school. Because, you know, kids like school. I know, I know that people say, oh, no, kids don't like it. No, it's only when you get to about 14 or 15 you don't like it. Up until that point, you're having a great time. You play, you've got playtime, you can do chalk, you know, you can, you can do... Ma- and it's all made fun. Oh, I just realised, actually, Catherine Jenkins is off touring, performing her favourite songs, plus tracks from her new album. She's accompanied by the London Concert Orchestra. Oh, that'll be a good one. We'll have to get, uh, get Catherine in. She's lovely. She's absolutely lovely. She's been in for, uh, for a few times. Also, the Australian Pink Floyd show. It's a, a tribute act. A tri- very good. If you've never seen them, really, really good. Some of these... Tri- have you ever seen any of these tribute acts? I've seen loads of them. I've seen the Bootleg Beatles, Counterfeit Stones... Um, I've seen, I think I've seen the the Australian Pink Floyd. I've seen uh, Faber, which is ABBA. In fact, there's quite a few ABBA. I think ABBA has got the most tribute bands that are doing the round. And they they sound as, go- as good as the real thing. I mean, seriously, unbelievable. Woo! I've seen Australian Mike just walk past the door. Bless him. Uh, also, um, Star needs to get help now. This is Mel B. This is by her nanny, who said, listen, you know, she has got these problems, which is not so good. Singer Ronan Keating slams a mystery British actress for pushing in front of him on the red carpet. There's no mystery about the actress. It's Kate Beckinsale. We read that story during the week. 
Uh, Colleen has split from the show after criticism over her on-screen spat with Kim Woodburn. I said before, you know, they never should have set up a, a, a get-rid-of-Colleen thing because she must feel like everybody's ganged up. But then Kim Woodburn felt, felt the same on the Loose Women panel. But 25,000 people, 26,000, have actually sort of complained about Colleen. And I think more than 11,500 complained to, to Ofcom. So 11,500 people. I mean, that's, that's quite some... That's quite some, you know, set of people, isn't it, really? You notice, though, that uh, loose women have not welcomed back Katie Price. Not for ages and ages. Uh, Peter Crouch claims his wife, Abby, is so clueless about football, she rings him on Saturday afternoon not realising he's playing. Why would we be surprised at that one, ladies and gentlemen? Why would we be surprised that Abby Clancy doesn't know anything about football? Dale was exactly the same. He didn't know anything about football either. And uh, Sandy Toxvic has revealed she's paid... 40% of what predecessor Stephen Fry trousered. But, you know, being Sandy Toxvic, she said, listen, I know, because she was doing the Women's Equality Party conference in Kettering, where she gave a speech, that I've recently discovered I get 40% of what Stephen used to get, and I get the same pay as Alan Davis, who's not the host. But I tempered this with the fact that I love the show, and I'm the first woman to host it. So she's not bothered. I mean, because we've always said this, you know, there must be people working for radio stations listening at the moment thinking, I wonder how much so-and-so gets. And then you discover somebody earns more money than you. And you think, oh, you know, should we make a big scene about it? No, why? Absolutely why? It's ridiculous. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. On form this morning, Steve, staying overnight Gatwick before flying to Venice. Is Is there an airport... In Venice, there must be, mustn't there? I've just um, it's the one nearby. Venice is the one with the water, isn't it? St Mark's Square, very expensive. St Mark's Square. We discovered this the other week, where somebody paid twenty five pounds for a cup of coffee and a water. Because if you want to sit in St Mark's Square, um, you have to pay for the privilege of sitting on a table. You can sit inside; you pay the normal price. If you sit outside, you will pay for it. And uh, People like that kind of thing. They like sitting there, people watching. I like people watching. I'm very good at people watching. I like that kind of thing. You, know, you could sit there. And, and in Venice, I'm assuming, uh, Marco Polo, of course, Marco Polo. Uh, but that's on the mainland, 4.3 nautical miles north of the city in Tessera, which is uh, a fragione of the commune of Venice nearer to Mestre. It's like another language now, isn't it? All I want to know is, was there an airport? Now we're sort of we're delving into the uh, fragione and all that kind of stuff. So the answer is yes, it's got an airport. Thank you. <laughs> Classic Emmerdale Farm in the Amos and Mr Wilkes day. It's going to be shown on the Drama Channel. Oh, nay, nay. Oh, I always thought they were gay. I used to think they were gay. Miss, Mr. Wilkes and Amos Brearley. Nay, nay, Mr. Wilkes used to say. Do you think? Perhaps they're just a happy gay couple. Anyway, coming up very shortly this Sunday morning, it's the news on LBC at six o'clock. Elton's Christmas gift. Five million quid they're supposed to have paid him for the Christmas advert. Perhaps he needs the money. He's just done a chocolate bar advert, hasn't he, as well? Poor old Elton, honestly. Never mind. Um, Stephen Hendry's ex-wife has accused him of cheating on her with a girl half her age. Uh, Billy fears how to be a yummy mummy. This is Billy for here. Nobody cares, dear. I'm sorry, they really don't uh, worry. And Danny Dyer, the daughter, has signed up for Dancing on Ice. Oh, dear. The first one by herself. Told you, boyfriend, he'll be gone by Christmas. You mark my words. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Coming up to four minutes past six. It's Sunday morning. It's LBC. It's nice to have your company. It's uh, Steve Allen with you until 7 o'clock this morning. Then Andrew Castle is here for uh, for breakfast. And um, this one here. Oh, San- Sandy Toxvic 
is uh, is very interesting. Very interesting, isn't it? Because she's actually worked for 40% less than Stephen Fry. Now, I can understand that because I know how it works in radio and television. And she was so she so wanted to do the job and she's so good at it that... Now, I don't know what, what he earns, but if she says she's getting 40% and Alan is getting the same as her, but he's actually a part of it. Alan, Alan Davis is so much a part of QI. Him and the, the rapport that he had with Stephen Fry, they obviously really got on so well. And Sandy Toxvic has to move into that seat, and I think she's done it brilliantly. I thought nobody else could do it as well as her. You could put other comedians in there, but she's just, she's good. She's very good. So I feel a bit sorry that she doesn't get exactly the same amount of money. I could always understand that if you've been there a long time, your pay has gone up. Somebody moves into it and they have to start at the bottom and then sort of kind of work up. So next time round, she might get, you know, an extra 20 percent. They're looking for audience figures. That's how it works. It's exactly the same in radio. You don't expect somebody who walks in to a radio station, hypothetically, say here and gets exactly the same money as somebody who's been here a long while. It doesn't work like that. You have to sort of work. You have to prove it. You have to make sure that, in fact, you know, you've, you've got somebody who can pull an audience. It, really, it never hinged on that before, I promise you. Never worried about it. You ask anybody in radio now and they go, you know, ooh, we've got Rajar coming up. And people go, oh, gosh, everybody worries about it. Always the same. Always the same. Uh, who said this? I was shocked. I hate bullies. They were like a pack of wolves. Colleen Nolan commenting on an incident on Celebrity Big Brother 2016. Karma says Macca. It's just, I thought they all ganged up. I thought they all ganged up. You know, Colleen just sat there saying nothing, and then occasionally we had little things under her breath, and it was, it was just a bit snidey. So it wasn't worth it. But, you know, you would have thought that somebody would have said, listen, you don't need to go. You don't need to go. You could stay. Why, why do you need to go? If anything, the person who set the thing up, I've said that before, and everybody else says exactly the same. So uh, that's the way it goes. 84850, uk. Uh, Steve, uh, you might get a call during your programme, but it's Ben. We don't do calls, as you know, on this programme. We don't... No, no. It's spoiling the... Th- Listen, it's spoiling the advertising campaign that we're shortly going to be having. He don't take no calls, yada, yada, yada. That's how it goes. <laughs> and, uh, oh, that's nice. What's that? What's that supposed to be? Is that, is that something interesting? That's, that's some stuff. Oh, right. I wonder why my screen had vanished and all of a sudden I get pretty lines on it. Do you know I went in? Where did I go to? Oh, that's right. Every, every time I talk about Christmas, you always get one, one sad person that goes, oh, oh I'm, I'm not going to listen to Steve Allen ever again. He's talked about Christmas. You think, well, go away. Of course, next day they're back again. We can always tell because it flashes up on the screen so I can hear, you know, if anybody's uh, and see if anybody's been back on the programme again. Having sort of said, oh, I should never listen ever again. But as I say, because we've sort of put them into the sin bin, it doesn't make any difference. And uh, I walk into a garden centre yesterday, uh, very near Northweald. And what's the first thing I see? Christmas trees. And even the woman in front of me. See? Happy holiday, happy holiday. Dashing through the snow. I can't wait for Christmas. I don't care whether you like it, whether you don't like it. Don't bother me. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. We love Christmas around here. And, and, and this woman in front of me, she's pushing a trolley. She's, she's quite old. And she goes to her husband. They've got Christmas trees up. And he goes, so they have. And I thought, that's nice. I thought it's very crispy. Selfridges, they've had it up for ages. Ages. And I'm always the first one there. You ever dressed up as Father Christmas, Nick? Have you ever sort of thought? You you turn up at... 
It turned up at a Father Christmas convention. Wow, where do they have one of those? Oh, right. Oh, for SantaCon. Oh, how lovely. Not in Santa costume, I know. I did it as Santa once. I dressed up to give sick children a present. But, uh, you know what it's like. One of those sort of things. At Christmas time, they always try and get rid of all the Christmas. But there's something about Christmas. And we were talking about Christmas films earlier on. Because we've got Michael Caine in this week, which is great, uh, we're going to talk about the Muppet Christmas. He's going to think I'm mad. He's going to think I'm so... I know he's listened to the programme quite a lot before. So he, he's very curious to find out what I'm like. So this, this is going to be... It's almost going to be when Michael met Steve kind of situation because I had this before I had it with boy George and I've had it with quite a number of other people and I quite like it I quite like it because their their expectation and also we just make sure people have a nice time people come in we have a good chat and and it's always lovely it's always lovely I don't think we've ever had any any sort of problems you know if somebody said oh have you ever had bad interviews and the answer is uh, no why would anybody Steve sit outside in St Mark's Square have you seen the pigeons I know I know. Not a big pigeon fan, as anybody knows. Uh, Jason says, good to be in Cyprus. I'm catching you two hours late. What's the latest on Roxanne? Nothing. Not a peep in the newspapers. Not a peep. Um, people say, actually, one of them was somebody saying, oh, it's awful. She's had this, uh, this, this dreadful situation years ago, whereby that's the reason she had to drop out of the island, which you'll see tonight on television. And the trouble is, it's just, it's just rubbish, I'm afraid. It's just rubbish. It really is. And uh, another one here says, uh, thank you, Steve, for answering my question regarding a telephone call request. I know why, because you have the big ability to talk without stopping for more than three hours. It is true, actually. And also, it's not a phone-in programme. You know, there are phone-in programmes. There'll be one coming along at seven o'clock this morning. You know, if you really can't wait that long, there's something the matter with you. You need to go get medical help, I should imagine. Uh, talk about children going back to school. They can't win. If the kiddies don't cry when they leave their mums, mum gets upset because they don't feel wanted. I don't, I don't think I ever, ever cried. I don't think I ever cried about going back to... My mother cried about going back to school, but uh, I don't remember me ever crying. In fact, it was, it was interesting because you sort of... You end up being... Uh, so quite self-sufficient. So for an, I read a thing the other day. Is this normal? You must have to tell me because I don't know. Um, and it was uh, the new term looking for kids to go to these uh, part boarding school, part, you know, normal school from the age of three. From the age of three. I didn't know kids went to school from the age of three. I'm really quite surprised. I had no idea. I thought you didn't go to school till you about seven, eight, nine or ten or something like that. Steve, an elderly couple up my street have had their Christmas tree in the window since mid-August. <laughs> wow. Rosh says, I wish I could sleep in on a on a Sunday, but I work in a hospital. Slept two hours last night. I was on the ward at 6am. Oh, Rosh. But mind you, just think, you know, just think, you know, just how, how nice a job you're doing. How much people come to rely on you. Don't you think so? I think so. I used to feel very sorry for all the poor people who had to tend to me in hospital. <laughs> and then I thought, well, they wouldn't do it. And also they got the opportunity of seeing me in my pants. So, I mean, that was a bit of a bit of a rarity there. And, uh, you know, in fact, I would sometimes start undressing just in the, uh, in the waiting room, just to add to the thrill of it. But they were all really nice. And I think that's what you do. You do something nice. But it's a calling. It's a calling, isn't it? You don't... Not everybody is suited to the job. I said somebody the other day did something. It might have been on... What was it on? I can't remember. And and it was it was a case of somebody said, but I, I actually, you know, got a call. And then I suddenly realised it wasn't for me. It was a bit of a shame. 
And uh, Rich says those rubber sheets should have made you cry at school. Everybody got them. If you were a boarder in the school I was in, and don't ask me how this works because I don't know, but a lot of children had the problem that they wet the bed. You know, and I think it was a nervous reaction. The trouble is you knew you were going to wet the bed. How did you know? Because you dreamt you were wetting the bed. And so in your dream, you would be going to the toilet and then you'd wake up and discover you'd been to the toilet. And so they used to put rubber sheets on, on the beds. It was ghastly. When I think about it, there was no sort of, there was no sort of easy way round it at all. It was just that you... And then all of a sudden the bed would be wet. She'd have to lie on the side. I can remember that bit I can remember vividly. Lying around the wet patch. In fairness, Steve, Stephen Fry is a much bigger star than Sandy Toxic. Yes, I agree with you. And, and she would be the first to agree as well. But she's very gracious. She's, I mean, she's admitted. I wouldn't know what the percentage was of sort of people earning more than you. I mean, I'm assuming I earn more than the producer of the programme because that's, that's the way it works nowadays. It'd be very rare to actually, to actually have a producer earning more than the presenter. You know, it would... I know, God forbid. God forbid. Uh, Steve, we Colleen and at Loose Women, surely they prepped the gang up on Kim in the pre-show meeting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how their system works down there. But whatever it was, it was miscalculated, as we know. Uh, I remember Liz on LBC many, many years ago as part of the Sarah, Marsha and Friends show. Always gave sound advice. Thank you. And uh, David in Nottinghamshire says the cycling tour of Britain came through my village yesterday. As I reached my mobile for a photo, they'd gone. Always the case, the excitement over far too quickly. Yeah, producer says that to me. Same thing. You know, you just get, get your camera out to try and capture the moment. Gone. All of a sudden, it's gone. You're left standing there, you know, in the wind, which is ridiculous. Uh, Steve, so there you go. He says, by the way, Liz Fraser, a real star. I would no idea. I would no idea that she was that she was that old. I Seriously, I, I might have put her at 72, not 88. Really? Really? And uh, another one here, which says, uh, is there any chance you can linger your programme? Oh, no, we don't do lingering. No, we don't. We definitely don't do lingering programmes now. I think two hours is quite enough on a Sunday morning to ease you into Andrew Castle. Andrew Castle will then bounce in like Tigger. And uh, I don't know what he's going to be doing today. We shall find out in about 30 minutes' time. But we do take all your texts and emails. 84850 uk. I paid high price for loving Katie, says her uh, anguished ex, budding reality star, talentless nobody. Chris Boyson. Just because you went out with somebody who's marginally more famous than you, that doesn't mean that you can go on a reality show. But uh, they, they call her a businesswoman and writer. She's never written anything in her life. Who wrote this cr- chronically bad stuff? Helena Watts, the showbiz editor. She's never written anything, dear. I mean, surely even you with half a brain cell would know that. And also, she was never, you know, she just wasn't uh, a businesswoman at all. But he hooked up with her for her fame and fortune. That's what people were saying about him. She hasn't got any fortune. She's never had any fortune. That's why she's, uh, she's suffering at the moment. Really bad. Um, however, a Big Brother star, somebody called Rebecca Jane. Anybody ever heard of her? I'd never heard of her. Never heard of her? And he said of most people next door. She claimed bosses didn't support her emotionally when she got death threats. I'm sorry, dear. We don't know who you are. I'm so sorry. I mean, I'm sure you're terribly important in your parents' life. But, I mean, to all the rest of us, Big Brother star. No. And we don't think Roxanne Pallet was traumatised at all. She told lies. She told lies. She could have destroyed... We, we were all saying it around the table. It was a good mixture of ages, from 14 up to about, uh, well, more than 60. And it's a case of she deliberately set out to destroy Ryan's career. 
And luckily, it didn't work, which is good news. It's uh, 6.15. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 20 minutes past six, Sunday morning. So, Michael Palin has told how he feared for his safety whilst making his new doctorate documentary about North Korea. And uh, the Monty Python legend, he is 75. I saw him, actually, about, uh, was it six, seven weeks ago? A friend of mine, we were going off to um, Maribone High Street. And, and we saw Michael. I went, Michael Palin. Michael Palin. And it's so funny, because when you see people that you know, and then you see them out on the street, you still, even though I'm in the business, I still get, Michael Palin. You know, you see somebody out on the street. I do it all the time. But uh, he said there was never a, a moment when he didn't want to do it. It's a, a two-part Channel 5 programme. Because Michael Palin's done some lovely programmes. I was watching another programme last night. I think it's Jamie Theakston is doing one about hidden Nazi treasures and all sorts of stuff. And I like things like that. I, like, I just want to make sure there's a conclusion. You know, that if, if they're going to find a, a, a train buried in a mountainside, stacked full of art that the Nazis looted. I mean, I want to be there with a the camera crew, you know. I think, yeah, exactly. But I just, I just like the idea that, that there would be a tunnel they would drive the train into and then brick it all up and it would be there in a time warp. Like sometimes you read about shops and the person's died and they've, they've left it. There was a bloke the other day, actually, he had a bookshop and he decided he was going to retire and so he auctioned it off. If you spent 20 quid or more, you got a free ticket and some Dutch bloke has won his shop. I don't know why it make any difference. He's Dutch. But he's... Is that nice? Feel better? It's lovely, isn't it? There you go. Well, I still haven't read the script, no. Coming up at seven, the weekend breakfast with Andrew Castle in discussion, the potential for far-right success in the Swedish elections. John McDonnell denies a Labour purge of centre-left MPs and the special green number plates for ultra-low-emission cars. All of that and more, the weekend breakfast with Andrew Castle. Seven o'clock this morning here on LBC. So how do you know if you've got a, an ultra-low-emission car? Is there, a, is there a table of events or something? Do you put your car name in? You put down, you know, sort of Rolls-Royce Phantom and they go, oh, it's quite high up the list or something. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I wouldn't, I wouldn't know whether I'm a high-emission or a low-emission car. I've got a Bentley Continental Flying Spur. Is that not low-emission? Well, you've just said that quite cut. You see, you don't know unless you set the test. You're just making it up. Seven litres. Is that really not going to cut it? Oh, right. Well, I say it's not seven, It's not completely seven. It might be 6.75 or something like that. It's not... Uh, I, I'm lo- loads under on that one. 25% under. So it must be low emission, mustn't it? I've always said you could sleep with my car. I mean, obviously not really. But uh, in, in, in the bedroom. And it wouldn't make any difference. But then, of course, you know, just supposing you did it and all of a sudden you didn't come out the other end. That'd be slightly worrying, wasn't it? Uh, Another one here says, staying overnight at Gatwick, flying on to Venice. This is one here. The girl on the till, because I went to the North Terminal to get a sandwich and something to drink. The girl asked me for ID because I was buying alcohol. What, sandwich and alcohol? At this time of the morning? Are you mad? I think somebody needs to go to Specsavers. I'm 71. Gail, nobody's ever asked me for my age. I feel mortally disappointed and slightly jealous that you've been asked. Nobody's ever asked me at all. Uh, Tracy's off to work at the local hospice today. Good for you. She said, your voice and informative show sets me up for the day. Good for you. I know all about hospices. I know all about them. Wonderful. Uh, Shona Tova. New Year is here, says Monica. In advance. So we're doing that now. And Rob says, I was bedwetting until the age of 12 on a daily basis. Yes, for some, some people went, went through childhood and they didn't... Um, they, they didn't have... Um, 
uh, any any problem with bedwetting at all. But some people do. If you're a little boy or a little girl and you were sent away to prep school and something like that, and you didn't have your mummy and daddy around you, you were out of your comfort zone. And so that's why it uh, it happened. So not so good. Steve overheard yesterday at lunch on a table. Do you listen to Steve the Prosecco Allen? Made me smile, says Kevin the Restaurateur. Steve the Prosecco Allen. We always laugh, actually, because Rich and uh, and me and our friend Ian, we all went off to um, to Wilton's Musical last year, if you remember, to see uh, Magic Box. Is it called the Magic Box? It's Box of Delights. <laughs> Obsessed with boxes at the moment. Anyway, so anyway, so we go to watch that, but we, we go first of all to the Blind Beggar and we have a drink uh, because Ian goes, oh, I'm so excited with the Blind Beggar and all the rest of it. And and then we, we get a taxi. Well, he wasn't too sure where we were going. But when we actually got to where we thought we were going, they all get out of the car and I get out. And then and then he turns around, he goes to me, he says, you Steve Allen. And of course, this delighted Ian, my friend. He was he loved that. He thought that was a brilliant idea. <laughs> Somebody says Noreen. Oh, sorry. No, you mean? No, not Noreen. Noreen's nothing to do with the with the uh, Nolan thing. Uh, appears to revel in the baying crowd. Anybody with an empathy would have followed Kim off stage to comfort her. As, uh, as she said, it happened over 18 months ago. I just think it, it fell apart, didn't it? It fell apart. But she shouldn't have had to quit the programme. That's what I'm saying. You know, the producer should take full responsibility. Full responsibility. Uh, Steve gave up on Strictly after 20 minutes. All non entities except Dame Darcy Bustle, says Keith. Ha ha. So now you know. Uh, Steve, back to the Philippines soon where the run-up to Christmas starts. When there's a, a burr in the month, yes, September is the start of Christmas. You hear that? The magic bells. The magic bells. I used to have those. They were called sleigh bells. You buy them. They come with a wooden handle and you just... I used to play the triangle when I was, when I was little in, in my, my prep school. I played it because I thought the triangle was quite cute. And you only had to sort of come in every so often. And then I... I oh, I didn't get to any grades. I just had the originally when you go into the to the music class they go pick an instrument you want, and I thought well if we're going to have to carry this thing around it's either a Glockenspiel, and uh, or you know like a xylophone or a triangle so I went for the triangle, although I did when I moved up to big boys school, I did play um, a flugelhorn, which is a cross between a cornet and trumpet. I mean, I wasn't particularly good at it, but at least I made an effort. Uh, how old are you? Says Jackie from Watford. Well, personal. I never tell people how old I am. I always think it's immaterial. I mean, mentally, I think I'm about 23. That's what I think mentally. <laughs> never works like that, though, does it? And it's supposed to be, you know, one of those things. that What do they say? You're as old as... I don't know, whatever it was. But uh, I never sort of bothered about the age thing. It's only on television where they can see what you look like. Radio is, is easy. You just sit down and, and people go, oh, you, you sound quite young. And you go, well, actually, I'm pitching my voice half an octave up, because if you take your voice down there, you're going to sound a little bit boring like Adrian Child. So if you pitch it up a little bit, it makes you sound younger. Uh, Vaughn says, your podcasts are the best. I know. Producers putting it together even as we speak. And uh, and somebody says, uh, uh, Russ the Posty. Well, we've never had a Posty called Russ. Taking a week off, so instead of listening to you on the podcast, I can listen to you live. See, it's so different, isn't it? It's completely different. You never know. It all sounds completely different. But we have a lot of fun with the pod. What? You're going to say something vitally important, aren't you? When you have a week off, you always get up at five to listen. Well, if you don't, I'll phone you. I can always phone you and go, skin? Skin? You'll be going, oh, not, not the custard again, please. <laughs> Do you know, every time I think about skin on custard, it makes me feel physically ill. 
And especially now I've discovered though the pink is just chemicals, which is uh, which is quite nice. Towie out to dazzle on razzle, and uh, this is the poor creatures from Towie with their fake hair stuck on their heads, and um, Yasmin Ukelu. Georgia Kusulu. Honestly, I felt sorry for Georgia Kusulu because, unfortunately, this week we got to hear her voice. Oh, my God. Honestly, it's like listening to a five-year-old. And uh, also there was uh, James Diags. I didn't even think he was still going, actually. I thought he'd finished. And Fern McCann called the parade dead and boring. Fern says they've gone out to Sardinia. There was no drama. It's just a bit sad. You know, I think, honestly, and I don't, I don't want to be rude about it, but I'm going to be. You know, you need to find jobs. Proper jobs, you know, just faffing around, you know, oh, I'm in Towie and all the rest of it. You'll end up with nothing. I'm telling you, you'll end up with nothing. Uh, what else have we got in here today? Linda Lusardi. Her two biggest vices are tea and chocolate. She has ten cups of tea a day and she can't resist Cadbury's fruit and nut. See, I could never get my teeth around that one. Never get my teeth around it. But a cup of tea, if I add it into the into the sort of the day, I, I probably have quite a few. I don't think it's as many as... As ten. Funny thing is, you see her with her family. The the, the kids have grown up now, and um, she's uh, she looks younger than they do. Seriously, it's amazing. But mind you, sixty is one of those ages, isn't it? Some people look really good for sixty, and some people look absolutely terrible. I'm one of the lucky ones, and uh, I look terrible. Uh, Lindy Williams. No, oh, I can't read that. It's it's one of the stories, one of the colour color supplements. She's a, she's a murderer, which doesn't really help, does it? I don't think on a Sunday morning. And berry parcels with a chocolate sauce. Well, that's nice. It looks a bit like a samosa, but it's got berries in there, like summer fruits. They call it summer fruits, like, I suppose, blackberries and black currants and raspberries. I've already tempted the producer this morning, and he fell for it straight away. I said to her, I said, would you like a bit of fruit? And his little eyes lit up. It was so sweet to watch, actually, because normally it's conjunctivitis. But uh, his eyes lit up and he said, well, what do you got? Because he has to obviously vet things before, you know, people nowadays, they're very suspect about fruit. So I said, well, it's, it's, um, it's mango and watermelon. And, you know, I've never seen him look so happy. Seriously, the fun you can have with him for £3.50. It's amazing. It's always good value. Always good value. Uh, front page of the Daily Star, Craig will kill off X Factor. This is Craig Revel Horde. He says that X Factor has no chance of ever beating uh, Strictly again. He might be right. Uh, Danny Dyer, I mean, seriously dull and boring, has been offered a big money deal to sign up for Dancing and Ice. What for? What for? I mean, she can pull a pint. Well, just about, I think. But uh, inside is revealed she'll get more than 100,000. Oh, yeah. Uh, if she... Um, and, and, and they're going to break the bank to get her on board. No, they're not. She'll do it for 20 grand. Easy. Listen, you get Roxanne Pallet for 75. Now she's, she was free. They've got a bit of money floating around. LBC News Time, 6.30. The headlines with Philip Krisikos. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. It's nice to have your company. Nice to have your company. Nice. Uh, 25 minutes to, uh, to 7. Posh radio soap The Archers has become like the Jeremy Kyle show. Do you know, I've not heard The Archers in donkey's years. It's only, it's made the papers today. The one that goes, dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum-de-dum. And in my day, it was Walter Gabriel. And I can't tell you the actor who played him. I just remember his voice thinking that was great. But I never actually followed it. My parents used to listen to it. My mother used to listen to The Archers. But uh, now... You've got the, the Pargeter twins dominating the, the show stories. Freddie's facing prison for drug dealing, while Lily's in a love tangle with her college tutor, Ross. Or Russ. 
I mean, it's, it's, it's moved on a little bit. In my day, it was just all about the farm. There was nothing else at all. Uh, Hardeep, Roxanne, faked pool push. He claims he was also targeted by Roxanne Pallet. Um, I don't know who we're kicking out, actually. Who are we kicking out? I don't know whether or not we've finally got rid of uh, Sally Morgan. Oh, hello, babe. Oh, what, babe? Hello, babes. Hello, babe. Hello. She's a bit sing-songy, isn't she? There's something the matter with her. She's not the, not the full ticket. Apparently trying to contact George Michael. Hate to tell her. Not working, is it, really? Uh, plus, uh, Glenn is in Hornchurch. So that's good. That's good. And um, at the West Mid... Outpatients, a well-known actor was asked to undress ready for us going in to examine a rash on his chest. And when we went in, he was sitting on the uh, the edge of the bed in his pants, I should imagine, because I've lost the other side of that. Steve, I'm sat curled up on the sofa with a bowl of Cornish clotted cream ice cream and strawberries. Oh, that sounds nice. Cornish clotted cream ice cream. Oh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> I was very good, actually, yesterday when we went out for lunch, mit famille. I, um, I didn't have a pudding. Didn't have a starter. I could have had dough balls, but I uh, decided not to. Not good of me. It just goes to prove, actually, because I'm also because I'm staying off alcohol. Although I did, I I lost out when I went out on uh, Friday because um, we went to this pub and I had this. And somebody gave my friend Rich gave me the name of this stuff and I can't remember what it's called now. But it's like a cider, pear cider with strawberries and lime. It was delicious. Honestly, with a full glass of ice. I don't, I don't, one or two cubes of ice does not do it for me. A full glass of ice really does it. So I'm always, I don't have one of those uh, fridges which, is, um, which produces cold water. I do have bottles of cold water in the fridge. But uh, the godchildren have got one of these big double fridge things which you push a button and it dispenses ice cold water. Delicious. Penny says you can get very nice lemon drizzle cake from Costco. Very nice. Not sweet, but just right. Yes, I've, I know. I'm, listen, Penny, if, if I thought I could have it and keep my blood sugars to the level, which means I'd get my cataracts done, I'd go for it. But I'm not going to risk it, so I'm trying to stay away. Occasionally, I have a little indulgence. Occasionally, I'll open up the fridge and something will be leaping out at me, grabbing me by the throat, saying, eat me, eat me, eat me. And, and it it's always turns out to be a little sherry trifle. They do little ones from Mark Suspense where you've got some fruit... And, and then on top of that, you've got some jelly and then custard. Oh. And then on top of the custard, cream. And they're only little. They're not sort of, that's about, about, what, four inches tall, five inches tall, something like that. Quite delicious, though. Once you've got your teeth around that one. Oh, I tell you. Oh, you're licking it off your nose. It's fantastic. Uh, Steve, I hope you have a Saturday morning spike. Now they've brought back the best of Steve Allen and in conversation, says Mike. Well, I, I shall know in a couple of weeks' time. In a couple of weeks' time, uh, well, no, not a couple of weeks' time, probably about two months' time, and uh, I shall then know if the Saturday morning has resurrected itself again. I hope so, because we're here seven days a week, and the the boys work very hard uh, putting the programmes together and then pushing buttons all over them. And, uh, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Uh, Did you watch the Come Dark... What? (laughs) Don't look like that. Sally in Tunbridge Wells says, did you watch the come dancing coupling? When the dancers heard who they danced with, all of them threw themselves and wrapped their limbs around each other. The ladies screaming as if they were adolescents, already in a romantic relationship. Well, as I say, Lee Ryan, you've got to watch him. Because this girl here, he'll be trying it on with her. That's what he does, unfortunately. He's not the brightest penny in the box. Uh, some of, I couldn't care less. I think uh, Lauren has to watch A.J. Pritchard as well. I don't, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. And uh, Joe Sugg, I didn't even know who he was. I had no idea. No idea. And uh, Katie Piper, she's pretty. She's ever so nice. But it's tough. And these people are going to find out just how tough it is 
once you start the rehearsals, they're going to be really tired. At the moment, they're on a two-week break. Then they'll sort of come back with it again. I can fill you in on the missing uh, missing gaps. Oh, so it was Hardeep who must have been kicked out. In his first interview since being evicted, Hardeep said, on the opening night, I pretended to go to throw Chloe in the pool and Roxanne jumped in. There was no physical contact. Oh, dear, we're stuck with Sally Morgan. I was hoping they'd be kicking her out. But you can't have everything, can you? I don't mind waiting. I'm very good at that. Uh, the death of Burt Reynolds has halted production of a blockbuster movie on the cult killer Charles Manson. Why did they make films about people like that? And, um... Rip-off Uber drivers take us for a ride. I love the way this, the other day, somebody said, it was an odd one, one of the girls in the office, she said to me, she said, oh, she had my Uber driver this morning, said he picks you up. I said, I've never been in an Uber car in my life. I've only ever been in one because some friends of mine from up north had booked one because they, they've got some sort of account thing. But that's the only time I've ever been in an Uber cab. I've never had any pick-me-up from home at all. Never. I can tell you that categorically. I've got an account with another company. Uh, the Curry House, Cursed by the Claw, Hidden in the Garden. People are very superstitious nowadays. Have you noticed? People say, it's like, you know, we don't traditionally walk under ladders. You know, we don't traditionally see a black cat crossing the road because if it did in London, it would be squashed by the time it got to the middle. But uh, here is a cursed curry restaurant who's blamed its bad fortune on a chicken claw found in the garden. The owner, Manahar Kunwa, Opened his Nepalese restaurant and was soon enjoying booming business. But then all of a sudden he was plagued with power cuts, gas faults, flickering lights, dwindling trade and bad reviews. Yes. I don't think that's anything due, due to a claw in the garden. But I understand how you might think it is that. Uh, Robbie Williams. Oh, God. Dull, dull, dull. Um, has uh, just moved into a new uh, house worth about £20 million. Do you know, there must be something nice about having a house on the coast, you know, especially in America, where you look out over the Pacific Ocean. This is on Pacific Coast Highway, and it comes with its own private cove. So I quite like that idea. But also, imagine sitting there, and you've got a drink, maybe that sort of cider thing with lots and lots of ice cubes in it, really ice cold, chilled so it hurts your throat, or failing that a slush puppy. That would be quite nice. The dress code on the private cove. What do you think the dress code would be, Nick? What do you think the dress code would be, eh? Sandals. I, I can't... Actually, the funny thing is I've got feet like iron because when we were in Hong Kong on Repulse Bay, it was all stones, sharp stones, and we could walk over them quite easily as kids. So that's that's why, excuse me. Mm. God, that tea's good this morning. It is, absolutely. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Somebody says... Um, um, oh, a lot of people are telling me about lemon drizzle cake. They said, I would love to eat lemon drizzle cake, but I promise you, I can't. I mean, as I say, I've given away, you know, my... I could eat a whole watermelon. And I don't know if watermelon's good for me or if it's not good for me. I get I get foods and then somebody will write in and say, Steve, as a diabetic, you shouldn't be, uh, you shouldn't be eating watermelon or something like that. Steve, is it just me? Or could the Colleen v. Kim been a stunt to boost viewing figures? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If it is, it's failed miserably because she's now quit and uh, she's resting at home with the family and she's cancelled the tour. Well, somebody's got to pay for it. You can't just put up a um, um, uh, you know, book into theatres and then cancel it at very short notice. Admittedly, it doesn't take off until January. So it, it, there's no way it would have been a thing. She'd be losing a lot of money. She would be losing approximately, let me just work out for you, between eight and £10,000 a night. She'll be uh, she'll be missing out on. And if she's got like 10, 15, that's a lot of money that can see you for a year. 
You know, so it was, and obviously they'd sat down and worked out what she was going to do on the show, the songs she was going to be singing. Would they have a little band or something like that? So, oh no, definitely wouldn't be. Uh, I'm, I don't even know, actually, to be honest with you, what um, what the viewing figures are for loose women. I've got no idea. Paul's in Brighton. Actually, yesterday was quite a nice day. I thought yesterday was a nice, just right for me. Not hot, but I've done my shoulder in now. I've got some sort of pain going down my left arm, and it's sort of if I move my shoulders are like that it, it, it hurts a little bit so the answer is I suppose don't do that that would be the thing to do but I don't know how I've done it I'm thinking I'm sleeping on it well obviously I'm sleeping on something you know but I don't sleep on my back I'm not very good at sleeping on back I know loads of you manage to do things like that uh, another one here says been listening to you for a few years now came across you on a Saturday or Sunday Yes. Which is nice, actually, isn't it? I think so. Uh, Copperberg cider is what you may have been drinking, says... Uh, is it pronounced Javier? Javier? Yes. It was lovely. Yeah, it was absolutely delicious. I can't tell you. I, I don't normally do things like that. I'm not a cider sort of person. But a friend of mine said, because I wanted a soft drink, I wanted a San Pellegrino. And I didn't get that, but I got this other thing. Oh, I tell you, it was lovely. I might even buy some to put in the fridge. But somebody said it's 4 4%. And that's the equivalent of a bottle of beer. So because I'm staying off the booze, uh, I don't feel any different, actually, at the moment. I'm sleeping well. But there again, I slept, I slept well before. I was very good at, at sleeping. People would say, oh, it's awful. I've been trying to sleep for, for ages and ages and ages. And uh, I, can't, uh, I can't manage it. And I said, well, I have no problem sleeping at all. Uh, a lot of people talking about, uh, is it Shona Tova, which is New Year? Is it that? Sounds lovely. I like the. I love traditional festivals. I'm very big. I feel quite, quite dis. Oh, another break. Oh, sorry. Go late to the break. Okay. What for? What for? Go. Oh, we're just waiting for Andrew's Castle's promo. Okay. How how late do you think we should go to the break? What do you think? So two minutes, four minutes, five minutes, half an hour. Who knows? Oh, he's recorded the vocal. They've just got to put it to the music. I'm telling you these things because we don't have any secrets on this show at all. The magic of radio. The producer will be going, what are you telling him that for? Don't tell him that. He talks about it. He's terrible. You know what he's like. Uh, Glenn says, I saw the film Billy Elliot just once uh, when at the cinema and I bought the DVD and the live musical version based on your recommendation. I've only ever cried when watching E.T. I'm now going to need a box of tissues for the musical. The live version of Billy Elliot is great. They beamed it to loads of cinemas. I'm sorry to keep going on about it, but I think uh, Elliot, the boy who plays Billy in this, he's, he's called Elliot in real life, and uh, he's grown up now. He's now sort of, you know, adult, practically, and um, it's beautifully done. It's be- because at the end of it, they bring on all the Billies, and and you think to yourself, I mean, I'm, I miss it there. I seriously do miss it because it was such a good show. It's the only show I've ever seen. You know, where you can get children to use rude words, and and I, I remember asking people behind it, you know, how you get children to say that. They say, well, this is a rude word you're going to be saying. And people would be sort of, you know, like that. But then you just, are you ready now? Uh, Well, I'm not. And um, (laughs) and so that's it. But Glenn says, can you book the Queen's Theatre? You'll sell out as you did last time. That was our fastest selling out show, the Queen's Theatre in Hornchurch. And I think, I think we sold out in, I think it was, I mean, if, if I tell you it was something like a minute We've never had a show that sold out as fast. It was just, it was one of those things. It was the first place that we, that we played on the, no, it wasn't the first place that we played, actually. Uh, we, we played another one out near, out near Costco. 
And uh, but the, the Queen sold out the fastest. There were people queuing at the box office. I mean, isn't that fantastic? I might have some more details for you in uh, a couple of weeks' time about another uh, Steve Allen event. As they say, we've got the Magic Circle shows. Oh, should I take a break? Yes, I should. 12 minutes to seven. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, eight minutes to uh, eight. Somebody says, you think Jordan listens to your show? I shouldn't think so. She's generally sort of a bit sort of trolleyed by this time, isn't she? I don't think there's any chance she's going to be up at this time of the morning. She's not mad. Otherwise, she'd have taken the, uh, the children to school. But, of course, she didn't. Uh, another one here says, there are two ciders, Steve, with strawberry and lime. Re- record... Well, I've lost it now. Where has it gone to? Record... Oh, I've lost it. Recordering and Pims. No, it was definitely not not Pims. Both are delicious. Watermelon bad, as are all melons, unless eaten in small quantities. I gave it to the producer, actually. I gave him watermelon. Have you eaten it all? Did you really? Water. Do you know, there's something nice about water. I could have brought you in a whole watermelon, but they're, at the moment, they're, they're huge. They're absolutely enormous. <laughs> yeah, but they do small ones. If you go to Waitrose, they do a small watermelon, which is quite sweet. But the ones that my friend Paul's got in his shop, these are, they're like the size of bombs from World War Two. Absolutely enormous. But, uh, but deli- what, what you have to do with watermelon, do you not cut a hole in it? And once you've cut the hole in the watermelon, you pour in vodka, apparently. And the Spanish a bit, yeah. And then it soaks up, and then when you cut it, you're just... That sounds lovely, doesn't it? Take a spoon. I tell you. Man after my own heart on there, I tell you. Perhaps next week we'll just have watermelon. I'll sort of stagger in with something about as big as a house. <laughs> so, no, we don't think Jordan listens to the show. But, I mean, who cares? Who cares? To be honest with you, I'm not saying anything different to it than all the newspapers are saying every day. Every single day. Amanda Holden went in at the deep end. Simon Cowell pushed her into a swimming pool. If that's the one thing that could be guaranteed to really annoy me, it would be pushing me into a thing. I remember years ago at school, you walk around the edge of the pool, you know, dipping your foot in just to see whether or not it's, um, it's too cold. And it's always too cold. And then some bright spark will come and push you in it. Once you're in, you're fine, but it's the pushing in bit. I can be quite angry about things like that. Uh, Steve, do you know that watering down alcohol, putting ice in anything with certain shots, is a hanging offence in certain parts of Yorkshire? It's not that we're tight. <laughs> yeah, I quite like the idea, actually. I quite like, I quite like that. I quite like that. Uh, somebody talking about uh, Boris Johnson. May, be- may-, may well be losing some sleep. I shouldn't think so. He doesn't worry about anything, Boris Johnson. What do you, do you think so? Very shortly, we'll have to call her Cokey Price. I think it's made up. I think it's a silly made-up story. I'm totally... It can't be. She wouldn't be that stupid. She really wouldn't. What? The, the mother talking about taking cocaine. This would not be possible. I mean, even she's not that stupid. Surely, we, we know she's bad when she's had when she had drinks. But, uh, no, I don't, I don't believe it. I think it's just sort of made up a little bit. Uh, also, uh, dying man left on trolley for eight hours. I get these stories every so often, and I have to be brutally honest with you that every time I've been into hospital, NHS is... It's been a good experience for me. A really good experience. I've, I cannot complain about anything. I really can't. Gemma Collins and hard work go together like Mr Magoo and observational comedy. And yet uh, she got through her first MasterChef despite throwing orders about drowning one dish in orange liqueur and deserting her post for a chat. Of course, it couldn't last. She'll be out of it very shortly. She gets bored, you know, because once the GC is there, she can't do anything for any length of time, keep boyfriends or anything else. She's a bit of a bit of a disaster. Big-hearted Brits bring home strays from the Greek island because you know that people go over there and uh, they go to uh, all sorts of resorts. They, they see a dog, they buy a dog, and when they leave... 
the place. It could be Cyprus. It could be anywhere, really. Um, they leave the dogs. Nathan Morley told us years ago that the amount of people who went over to Holiday Islands, they, then they left, but they abandoned the dogs. And I remember thinking, you know, I love dogs, but what sort of sick person would actually leave a dog? You know, in a house with no food. They've actually left to come back to this, this country. Dreadful. Uh, Steve, as you mentioned superstition about cats, I drove around the corner and there was a black cat crossing the road. Now, am I worried? No one and nothing on the roads until then. I know. It's funny. Why is it black cats are supposed to be? Is it because they're owned by witches or something like that? Is that what it is? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, front page of the uh, the Mail this morning. Boris's suicide vest jibe at May. His most outspoken attack yet. And here's the Tory aide, named in his marriage riddle. And uh, she must be delighted. She's on the front page of a paper for all the wrong reasons. Elton's Christmas gift from John Lewis. Five million quid and a starring role in its legendary ad. As I say, old Elton's obviously perhaps, perhaps he's mellowing as he gets older. Because he was doing an advert for a chocolate bar the other day. Now he's doing, you know, um, an advert. For them. A source said John Lewis wanted to win the battle of the Christmas adverts this year, and so they think having Elton on board will guarantee its popularity. Why would they think that? Why would they think that? He's the most temperamental old queen in the business. I mean, we've seen tantrums and tiaras, goodness sake. But he will be playing his famous piano. He's got loads of pianos. Got loads of pianos. He's not like Liberace, he didn't sort of, you know, harvest loads of pianos. Um, what else we got here? Council blasted over mourning kits for the Queen and Philip. Well, I mean, you've got to think about these things. I mean, I hate to remind people, but it's going to happen at some time. And uh, Vic Hope uh, looked like the cat who got the cream. She's been paired with the new Italian stallion. And uh, this is Grazio Di Prima. I know she likes him because she's told me. So she's, uh, she's very... That's name-checking. That's na- name-dropping. Sorry, I do beg your pardon. Name-dropping. Yeah, she told me the other day. She's very happy. Very happy indeed. So I'm pleased for her. She's good. She's ever such a nice girl. You'll like her. You will like her. Uh, also, oh, over in Egypt, not so good. 75 people over there sentenced to death uh, because of an involvement in a sit-in protest by is- Islamists in 2013. 600 people died. 75 have now been sentenced to death. I've got no idea how that uh, happens or whether or not it could be commuted to life. I've really got no idea. Uh, plus, airfix. Um, Sell a macabre model of an Afghan home reduced to rubble by coalition bombers. I mean, why not? You get aeroplanes or all the rest of it. And Peter Benson, who played Bernie Scripps in Heartbeat, has died aged 75 after a short illness. So we send our commiserations to his family. And that's it. That is it for this morning. I wish you a pleasant Sunday. I hope it's a good day today. Try and avoid London, because it's going to be an absolute blooming nightmare. And uh, if you download the LBC app, go to lbc.co.uk, lbc.co.uk, and you can download the LBC app, which means as well as listening to LBC wherever you are, you can listen back to this and all of our other programmes from the last week for free on the catch-up feature. You just download the LBC app for iPhone or Android and then tap on catch-up. Nine o'clock this evening, I'm back with In Conversation. Charlie Borman will be with us in entirety this evening at nine o'clock. It's a lovely programme. Don't miss it, please. Nine o'clock. And uh, and then I'll be back with you tomorrow morning. Start of a brand new week. And so today, fingers crossed, it's going to be a nice, nice day. Loads of good programmes coming up on LBC at ten o'clock this morning. Nigel Farage. But right now, with breakfast, it's Andrew Castle. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am.